You've tuned in to the Belly and Podcast for the week of October 27th, 2019. This is episode 135. 135. From that slightly under-caffeinated city by the Sailor Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And straight out of 90226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we're continuing our Community Connections Conversation Collection with a leader from the financial sector here in Whatcom County. You probably have seen the institutions all over the place. We're going to go in depth and find out what's what with Wiku. Won't you join us? This, my rich and talented friends, is the Bellingham Podcast. Well, I see we're coming out of Sherwood Forest and I'm feeling like Robin Hood. How are you doing, Chris? I'm saving my pennies and quarters for that rainy day fun because you never know when the sheriff might be taxing us. I heard that makes sense. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Are you kidding me? All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, stick with us because it, it will get better in this episode. That was horrible. Come on. That, how are right, you fine. doing, Chris? I'm how are do- you doing? Dandy. <laughs> I had the opportunity to interview Jennifer Kutcher, president and CEO of Wacom Educational Credit Union. But, we've, but before we get to the interview, uh, I want to give a, a little bit of a shout out to my podcast partner in crime who will not be accepting any uh, sort of lauding or uh, compliments on his behalf. But I'm... Uh, taking the microphone away from him you can't hear him right now because i you know get it back give it back <laughs> i just want to give you props for episodes 134 133 and 132 if you go back in time kiddos that was our three-part series on coffee and uh the amount of research you did to come up with the origins uh the types of coffee and uh the, you know cool places around not just Walker county but island skagit counties and the lower mainland that was a lot of good work i just kind of just went for it myself but uh that was a good conversation yeah thanks dude all right so had a great conversation with uh, jennifer kutcher uh we uh, I was able to find out a couple little-known facts that one might not be aware of for a president and CEO of a, a large credit union uh, here in the county. So without talking any further, <laughs> let's go to the interview with Jennifer Kutcher, president and CEO of Wacom Educational Credit Union. Well, Jennifer Kutcher, President and CEO of Wacom Educational Credit Union. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So um, we've now little known fact uh, for the listeners out there. Jennifer and I uh, both attended Western Washington University as undergraduates, and we probably had similar classes because you graduated uh, in 96 like me, but your degree was in finance and mine was in MIS. And so uh, I have a feeling that you were the curve killer in a lot of those courses. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what do you remember from your undergraduate days uh, at Western in the mid '90s? What was what was the college like uh, college experience like for you back then? Yeah, well, um, for me, uh, you know, one of the reasons I came to Bellingham was because of just the community. So part of it was just um, nature and and being uh, so close to some beautiful trails and the outdoors. And the campus at Western was just amazing. But as well, what it drew me to Western, of course, um, was the small classroom sizes, uh, yes. that ability to really learn in a small classroom setting and connect with professors. And so as I reflect back, I think about how lucky I was to be able to, my first time away from home, 
to land in a community that cared about the Mm -hmm. students, where I could explore and where I could learn and grow. And so as I reflect back, that's just something that's near and dear to me. And I I remember I lived off of um, Bill McDonald Parkway, and I I got everywhere via bike. And I quickly learned that um, you can't let a little rain stop you. Of course not. (laughs) You just get out there and you go. (laughs) And you get to class however you need to. So it's great. Yeah. So, and, and, and not just in Western, but we both have been around Bellingham for over a couple of decades now. Uh, we'll let our listeners do the math sure. uh, <laughs> at home. But uh, what do you remember early on in the community after graduating and entering in the, the professional business world? What was life like in Bellingham for you? I was fortunate to be able to get a job locally. And I, to this day, I'm appreciative of that. Being in a vibrant community, um, went to work for Waka Medical Bureau. And so it was, again, a, a local organization. Since that time, of course, it's it's no longer here. And so things have um, shifted and changed within the community. But I was just very thankful that at that time I could afford to yes. uh, pay for an apartment. Yes. So that's one thing that I look back and think of the cost of living, my ability to graduate from college and, and, and be able to pay for a one-bedroom apartment. You know, that really allowed me to continue to stay here, to begin my journey uh, in my career um, and continue to be part of this community. Excellent. So let's talk about uh, WeQ, uh, who's uh, been around for quite some time. Yes. Now, uh, I know that one of the uh, slogans that we have is people over profits. And there's a, if there's one thing that I've learned about Whatcom Educational Credit Union is that they're very involved in the community. Yes. And could you uh, explain to us, mainly me, who may not know the difference, but what would be the difference between a credit union and a, and a banking institution such as you know Bank of America or other national uh, franchise? There's often three things um, we, we do talk about. Um, those of us in the credit union world, um, we talk about the difference in structure, so being a not-for-profit uh, financial cooperative, so we're member-centric. Everything we do is based on supporting our members, reinvesting in our members in the organization and in the community. Mm-hmm. versus often national banks, they're often pursuing profit and looking at returns for uh, stockholders. So that's kind of that fundamental difference. But along with structure, we talk a lot about value and impact. So value can come in many different ways. And from my perspective, I'm so proud to be able to be part of an organization that values what we provide as you know, in, as far as financial products and services that are hopefully more, more cost effective okay. for people in our community, as well as noting that the decisions we make or local, whether they're loan decisions, um, uh, and that we're here to serve our members and help them. We are of the community and the community because our employees are here, we're serving members here, and so it just makes sense that we do what's right by the community. Um, the impact goes, you know, again, beyond just dollars and cents, but how can we help uplift the whole community uh, by giving and supporting those in need? So along those lines, how has WeQ supported this community, Bellingham and Whatcom County, as times have changed? Because in the 90s, you made mention, it was a little bit more affordable. Life was a little less populated in this county. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, how has WeQ been involved in the community over at least the past couple of decades since you've been involved? Sure. Thank you. That's a, that's a great question. Certainly evolved. And I would say probably the biggest thing we've been privileged to be able to do is as a credit union has grown and continued to be successful, we're able to give 
give back even more to the community. So just continuing to look at how we give. And we have actually one of our guiding principles is making sure that we're responsible um, to our community and we're community-minded. And so we not only give um, monetary donations when we can to support local nonprofits, we're also um, rallying our, our employees. We have it's called Team WeQ and to volunteer to support nonprofits in our community and to get out there and really give of their time um, as well. And um, and uh, we often, you know, this last year we launched our inaugural Education First grants. And yes. part of that was just making sure that as we evolve as an organization and continue to be relevant and think of banking isn't where you go, it's what you do. And how do we continue to support um, our membership as uh, and our community as it changes? Um, we, we think about how can we honor our past but look forward to the future. So our Education First Grants is recognizing we started as Bellingham Teachers Credit Union, okay. 1936. Oh, wow. We recognize a part of what we provide is financial education. And with our goal of providing more financial wellness um, for everybody uh, we can in the community. And um, that Education First Grant process was how can we make sure we're um, intentional. We still do community builder grants, which are um, smaller donations to various um, needs within the community. We also started this last year servant leadership um, donations where when we have employees who serve, which we have quite a few employees, including myself, that serve on local um, nonprofit organizations, um, we try to make sure we're supporting our employees in those roles and those nonprofits as That's well. That's great. I did a little bit of research about uh, the Education First grant program yes. that you mentioned. Yes. Yes. It's, it, it, if, correct me if I'm wrong, please, but there was $110,000 uh, donated for the 2019 recipients uh, who have uh, the Wacom Dream. Uh, the Lummi Youth Academy, the Opportunity Council, and BAAY. I can't pronounce it Bay, but it's, it's a youth uh, theater arts academy. Arts academy. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, that's quite a successful program. It sounds like for the first is this the first yes, year for it? It is the first year for it. How was that process, and 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 how has that uh, been for uh, these recipients? Yeah, no, thank you. We um, um, it was it was fantastic to be able to attend the luncheon where we honored them and we were able to give them um, uh, their grants and just recognize the wonderful work they do for the community but the process was new again for us we wanted to make sure we did a lot of research it took us about a year and a half to two years to really hone in on the process because we wanted to make sure we honor um, everyone we know there's always a greater need than there is um, our ability to meet it within the community so um, we created within uh, our organization as well as a member at large a committee that would um, accept the applications and we had um, 30 really great applications um, from nonprofits in our community. And it was a really thorough vetting process in which, again, they applied. There were interviews. We did a lot of, of, of rating. And what's really important is recognizing that these funds are going to have such a significant impact. So we wanted to make sure we understood what would happen with these dollars and how are they going to improve people's lives and how are they going to be uh, helping um, individuals learn and grow um, and be uh, better contributors in the community and be more successful. Great, great. Yeah. So it sounds like, is there, is there a possibility this may be continuing in 2020? Yes. That, in that, addition to yes. other community-related uh, initiatives. Yes. Yeah. So we're, again, um, we're committed to constantly thinking about how is our 
our impact on the community. How's it being received? How is you know how do we feel about it? And how can we continue for, to, to allow that to grow? And again, we couldn't do any of that without our membership and without our members who understand uh, the value and the importance of of helping others, their neighbors and friends. Very good. So Jennifer, I'd like to talk about uh, your professional perspective on things. So now for many people, you've reached one of the top rungs of a professional ladder as president and CEO of a financial institution with, I believe, over one billion in assets, yeah. if I if my researchers be yeah, cr- over, correct. Over 1.6 billion. For, 1.6, well, gosh, it's been a, yes, I, I stand yes, corrected. No. So for a young- that finance degree. That, exactly, well, you see, obviously, that's not what I no. was uh, strong in. For a young person, a young professional, yes. that may be in the workforce right now, and working hard, mm-hmm. doing what they need to do, perhaps they're on the lower rungs of, of that ladder, how would you advise or encourage someone, male or female, uh, as they look way up on that ladder at all those rungs, should they want to arrive at where you are today? As I reflect back, I always think how grateful I am. Um, often immediately think about the opportunities that w- were provided to me and the people who believed in me. So as I, I look back at the younger, my younger self and then look to give advice to others, it would be, um, just as you mentioned, you need to work hard. Uh, recognize what you're currently responsible for and, and, and prove that you're dedicated and that um, and that you're capable. When opportunities uh, come up to serve maybe in a different way, I encourage folks to, to take it. Take those opportunities and stretch yourself and don't be afraid because that's also how you learn what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And um, the more you do that, the more you learn, the more you grow, and I believe the more it will bring further opportunities to you. Um, another aspect of it is um, be, be involved um, with your community. Get involved um, in other, besides in maybe the, your career and in, in, in your work, um, are there other areas in the community where you could serve and show and maybe stretch your leadership skills. So it's it's one thing to to be extremely competent in what you're doing in your work, but how do you stretch those leadership muscles? And often, if it's not an opportunity right now within your organization, it could be by helping another uh, nonprofit, being on the board. And you know, when I look back, that was something for me as I was able to serve on the United Way board, and that was my first board position, and um, that was certainly exciting. So um, recognizing that, um, you know, pursuing opportunities and um, making it known that you're interested in learning and growing and, and, mm. and, and, uh, and um, not being uh, too shy about that, right? It sounds like <laughs> you would be embra- uh, it was suggesting that we embrace the uncomfortable. Absolutely. <laughs> and and yes. we can't always have this wonderful, easy, uh, right. uh, you know, path. No. And no, uh, you, that's that's it's yes. a little scary at times. It is very to, scary. You know, try yeah, something new that may stretch us. It is, but I but I as I look back again, it, it took it, it you know to some degree it took somebody saying, hey, have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. And so you know I actually interned here at WeQ when I was a, a senior at Western, and um, you know I even think about an intern. It was an unpaid internship, and I thought, well, you know, I'm gonna but I'm gonna work hard, and. Obviously, you know, I had the opportunity to come back and work here then and continue. But everything you do, as a, uh, no matter where you are in life, do your best and, um, and stretch yourself. Uh, you know, that phrase, do one, one thing a day that scares you. I oh, learned that. I heard that. Yeah. I went to, I had the opportunity to go to a CEO boot camp early on in my career. Okay. That, and I wasn't sure yet if uh-huh. I, I, I really wanted to pursue something like that. 
But I, that's where I really learned, you know, you won't know what you're capable of if you don't try. Sure. And you don't try something different. All right. And you don't stretch yourself. So I'm going to ask a fairly tough question. You ready? All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In your 20 plus career, 20 plus year career, yeah. was there an event that at the time was incredibly difficult to get through, but in, in hindsight or currently as you reflect back, made you wiser or more resilient today? One of the lessons that I learned early on in my career was that um, there is a point in which you can't accomplish everything or you certainly can't accomplish everything well. Uh-huh. And I've always, I've always strived to do my best, always. And early in my career, I had the tendency to often say yes and accept things. And what I, would happen is then I'd become overloaded. Uh-huh. And I remember at one point having this amazing opportunity early on in my career to be part of the strategic planning committee, which included board members. And so I was extremely excited. But what I found is I had stretched myself too thin. Hmm. And there was a moment in which I was responsible for an aspect of this committee meeting in front of our board of directors. And I, I wasn't on my game as well as I would have liked. And uh, that was heartbreaking for me. And I remember having the conversation with the CFO after that at the time. He said, well, you know, maybe we need to reassess all of your workload and maybe you shouldn't be part of that committee anymore. Hmm. And from my perspective, I thought, oh, no. You know, here I am, I'm driven, I want to pursue these opportunities, mm-hmm. and here I, I, I took on too much. I therefore didn't really accomplish, you know, at the level of, high level of expectation I had for myself, and then I was actually asked to step out mm-hmm. and no longer be part of that committee. And that was um, humbling for myself, and what it, what it really forced me to do is say, hey, you know, I need to realize I can't always say yes to everything. I need to be honest, and I, how do I make sure going forward I'm prioritizing what's most important, that I'm developing others, that um, I can't do it all. Uh-huh. And again, it was humbling in the sense that um, I really wanted to be involved, but I under, also understood why I had to step back kind of get myself in order before I could continue to move forward, which I was able to continue to move forward and get other opportunities, um, but it really helped me recognize when I needed to either say no or when I, when I needed to maybe delegate before I took on more. In hearing you talk about this, could it, could it be uh, somewhat accurate to think that that, that might have been the end of the world for that kind of situation? <laughs> well, yeah, that. absolutely. And, and especially because, as you mentioned earlier, I have 21 years here at WeQ. So mm-hmm. this example I'm mentioning was early on in my career here at WeQ. And so I'm thankful that, you know, again, um, I had the ability to regroup, rethink, um, and the support of leadership to say, all right, she's learning from this experience we'll give her another chance down the road, right? And that's, as, as sitting in the seat I'm in, I think about that for, for other um, young professionals who are still learning, trying for me to try to remember, I was once in their shoes, and um, how do I help encourage them and, 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 and share some of what I've learned? In some occasions, going through a pothole on the highway of your career (laughs) uh, allows you to apply some grace for a young professional. I appreciate you sharing that story. Thank you. That's very cool. I'll tell you what, let's lighten the conversation a little bit, shall we? I don't want this to be too, you know, too uh, uh, gut-wrenching for this. On the show, uh, AJ and I are always talking about our mindsets, uh, routine changes, or other ways we're tweaking ourselves to try to be better in general. Jennifer. 
Yes. <laughs> is there anything that you currently are taking on as a maybe a different mindset uh, challenge or a, a routine or perhaps something you're uh, modifying in your daily habits that uh, you are hoping will help improve your life? Um, well, I truly believe in continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so one of the things as a a full-time professional in a leadership role, mm-hmm. but also as a mom. Ah, so yes. um, my daughter's uh, in first grade. One of the things I'm working on is how to make sure I'm taking care of myself so I can take care of others and that I can be um, fully present with those who I'm with. And so some of the things, um, and again, having a supportive husband and, and um, daughter and, and thinking about how to do this, I realize I have to make time for myself. So one of the things I'm trying to do is um, get up earlier in the morning to spend some time exercising mm-hmm. um, and carving out more time for me to, to, to take few more walks, to <laughs> eat healthier. And mm-hmm. it can be hard when you're in a position where you're go, go, go. And I know I'm not the only one in the world, right? right. Um, many of us. Um, we're all we live very busy lives and so that's something I'm trying to do and it's an ongoing uh, attempt (laughs) so is this is this exercise during your Jennifer time is this exercise include bicycling like you mentioned before when you were a student at Western or what are you doing for your regimen yeah well actually I've been um, doing kickboxing really (laughs) a little bit of that I'm glad I'm on your good side I hope Um, to be on your good side probably not as often as I should but (laughs) and that's but certainly stress relief um, and so that's excellent um, but probably more hiking, like I said, some some kickboxing, trying to get to that a few times a week, and um, running. I used to run, um, you know, ten years ago. I used to run marathons, and so, but that's time consuming. So for me, you know, um, I have my. I'm hoping to do the Jingle Bell Run, okay. so All right. <laughs> sign up for some 5Ks so I can get out the door. Get because we live in such a beautiful place. So. It's it's safe to yeah. say that the head honcho of WeQ uh, is uh, <laughs> someone not to be messed with. No, you're so <laughs> with all that kickboxing. <laughs> so, uh, in from your from your perspective, what does Bellingham need more of? Well, the first thing that that pops into my mind is affordable housing, but I think that's because that's on uh, you know a lot of people's uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> minds um, and we, we think about that here at WeQ as well um, how can we support businesses and and support those efforts um, yes. but um, we're so I think we're so fortunate in Bellingham to have this combination of um, a smaller community that is enriched with a lot of local businesses and local um, restaurants and just the beautiful bay and the mountains and lots of parks um, I don't know that we could have more parks, but um, it's it's wonderful to have such green space and it's beautiful. I did notice yeah. on Cordata Parkway they are developing another like there is a big old field area mm-hmm. as you approach Horton away off Cordata Park where they're developing another park. So here's another one right. from North Bellingham right. to be able to yeah. enjoy some of that. Yeah. So there is land so, that is being used, but right. uh, hold yeah. that thought on the restaurants. We'll get to that okay. in a little while. Okay. Uh, yes, we've had some guests on <laughs> yeah. the show that have talked about affordable housing yes. as well, and it is yeah. a big issue. Um, if you could have, so here's, here's a uh, general question, but get, you know, unlock your creativity here for a second. If you could have a magic wand of awesomeness, Okay, and you are only allowed one wish. Oh my! Where or what would you use it on here in Bellingham? Well, I'm just thinking about all those um, folks who are homeless, and mm-hmm. could 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 everyone um, magically have a home uh, and 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 not have to live on the street? I guess that's you know one of the things that I think would you know because that 
certainly is a, a need, and you see many in our community who, who are without. So I, that's one I, thing I, think I would of. agree with that one. Yeah. Uh, my wish would uh, have something very similar to yeah. that. I think that's a good one. So uh, with all of my guests uh, on, on the show, I'm going to give you a pop quiz. Okay. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Okay. Aww. So uh, pop quiz, Jennifer. Where is your favorite place in town to get a bite to eat? All right. Well, that one's tough because I love to eat okay. <laughs> at so many local restaurants. So the ones, as you mentioned, that the ones that popped into my head, um, you'll often find me and my family. We love the Soy House uh, yes. as well as Pepper Sisters and even uh, Brandywine. So, you know, thinking about local, mm-hmm. thinking about um, those. So Very good. Very yeah, good. My, I'm, I'm starting to get hungry thinking <laughs> about those places as well. Um, so best place to get a cup of coffee in the county? Go. Well, I, I do frequent Woods Coffee. Woods so, Coffee? Yes, is there a particular uh, yeah. location of Woods that you enjoy? Um, you know, I drive by one on Lakeway. The other one is Iwanamoka, right? Ah, on, yes. On Holly. So, uh-huh. I, I, so see, I, I can't pick just one. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Top two, top three totally works go. as well. Thank you. That's great. Okay, so uh, when your work or non-work life gets to be way stressful. I know that probably doesn't apply to you in, 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 um, in some cases. Uh, just kidding. Uh, where in Whatcom County do you go to unwind or reflect or relax? Um, I would say one of my favorites and probably one of my most frequent because it's fairly near my home is Lake Patton. Um, I often go there and there's lots of different things. You know, I can take a jog around the lake and it's beautiful. I can sit and reflect um, or I can go hiking in, in some of the trails um, or take my dog to the dog park. So that's probably one of my favorite spots to just go and unwind and just breathe in this beautiful Northwest air. It's a beautiful area. I think yeah. thousands of people share uh, that, <laughs> share that yeah, favorite spot. No, that's all right. <laughs> so Jennifer, as we're wrapping up, what does the upcoming, I mean, we're approaching the holiday season. So what does the upcoming holiday season look like for you and your family? Are there any traditions that you all have for yeah. Thanksgiving? You mentioned yeah. the Jingle Bell Run that you sure. might be doing. Yeah. What does Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, uh, ex- uh, look, like? look yeah. like for the Kutcher family? Well, again, for us, it's just about being um, together. And so my daughter's birthday is actually, um, she's a Thanksgiving baby oh, in, in my mind. So that's, it's always, a, so that's a, a, a big part. She wasn't born on Thanksgiving, but close. So it's right around there. Yet another and excuse for you to give thanks for yes, your daughter. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it's um, being together as a family and um, being appreciative of what we have, finding ways in which um, we give back. We don't really have too many traditions around Thanksgiving and Christmas besides just being together, playing games, um, trying not to watch too much TV, just being purposely together. Um, if, if I can play a board game, I'm all in. So if I can get other people to play games like that. Ah, I'm, well, I'm all in. I have a follow-up question. Okay. What is the board game uh, weapon of choice for you? What What are you uh, What are you un- unbeatable at? Oh, I don't know that I'm unbeatable, but I will say I'm I'm known um, for a mean Scrabble game. Scrabble. And so sometimes I get, I get teased about that a little bit with from okay. my friends. But I do love love games or strategy strategy type games like settlers and things. Well, I'll do what I can to uh, hoard those Q <laughs> Q and X uh, tiles on my Scrabble thing for you. Jennifer Kutcher, Thanks. president and CEO of Wacom Educational Credit Union. This has been fabulous. Thank you so much for being uh, a part of our Bellingham podcast story. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you so very much. It's an honor and a privilege. All right, continue success. All right, thank you. Okay, so a CEO, a Scrabble, and kickboxer 
Oh, okay. What are you going to tell me next that she's a superhero? Like uh, it could very well be. I didn't get that far into the interview. You know, we only had a certain amount of time, but yes, um, I'm glad I'm on Jennifer's good side. Let's seriously, put it that way. Seriously. Anyway, big thanks to Jennifer Kutcher, president and CEO of Weku, uh, for taking the time to be part of our Bellingham podcast story. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. And it was great to you know have a conversation. By the way, I just I just have to say uh, the conference room that we uh, had the interview in glorious view yeah. of a crisp fall Bellingham afternoon Ooh. and I had a view of the water because you know one of their yeah. offices is down uh, near the water and stuff uh, thoroughly was envious of that type of view I kind of just took my time and going it was great so you mean you, you met with the CEO in the corner office uh, just about yeah that's it was, cool it was, that's it, cool we'll, we'll, we'll call it the corner office it's a really nice place but anyway moving on uh, where are we headed uh, next in the upcoming uh, episodes now that we're looking forward in 136 six and beyond AJ oh you know a little bit of this a little bit of that it's Huga season so what better way to start with um you know talking about the facts that you and I are, are maximalists and we don't like <laughs> anything that isn't part of the zeitgeist right yes I'm all about the new shiny uh, uh, but along those same lines, so uh, Chris and I are kicking around this uh, idea of kind of doing an episode coming up soon regarding uh, seeing a little bit of the alternative side of pop culture. So that's we, all I'm going to tease right now. It's, it's a slight tease. It's more like a wink or a come hither look as opposed to a few, you know, for a future episode. Uh, we've been kicking around some ideas about how to approach this fall season and upcoming holiday season. Oh, yeah, holidays. That's a thing. Uh, in, in a different mindset because it needs to happen. Sure. All right, let's stick a fork in the show. This has been wonderful. Uh, go for it. That wraps up for this 135th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get our podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3. FM. They're community powered without pause like you just had. <laughs> and they're also streaming worldwide on, on uh, www.kmre.org. Yeah, what Chris said. And on that note, thank you again so much, Jennifer, for being on the show. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks very much for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Sunny day. What are you talking about? It's the alternative to the dreary weather we've been having. Oh, I snap. Thank you.